Nightmares. Voices. Possessions. Energy so intense it causes the hair on the arms of the inhabitants of this home to stand perfectly erect. That's right. Perfectly erect. Overnight, paranormal investigators will ask demanding questions in aggressive tones and make low-quality, unintelligible recordings to get to the bottom of these mysteries. Mysteries surrounding extraterrestrials have been suggested to possibly be the answer to a question not yet asked. Alien theorists posit that one day, perhaps in the past or the future, we may come to know what might be more. We don't know what we do know, but we do know that what we don't know, we must continue to examine. And it could be that we might find the answers right here. On the Extra as Fuck Files with your hosts, Alex Martin, actor and voice artist, writer, producer, and an expat old soul living in the old world. She's a super fan of all things that go bump in the night. I want to believe, and I believe the truth is out there, but sometimes the truth it's just too out there, you know? And Sasha Chambers, voice artist and co-host of Eating After Midnight, she loves ancient mysteries and is on a wait list for alien abduction. I'm not saying it is or it isn't aliens. I'm saying it might or it might not be bullshit. Join us as we probe all our favorite episodes of paranormal infotainment. All things spooky-ooky. And ask all the hard questions. All while being female. Scary. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again. Hi, Sasha. How are you doing? I am wonderful. Happy New Year, Alex. How are you doing? I am doing super. I avoided any sort of hangover or celebration of the holiday whatsoever, so it's a great New Year's Day to me. <laughs> yes, same. And we are here to talk to you about something that is very important to us, mm. something that we feel like we, we need to start the year off on. Because, you know, as this podcast is about female representation and paranormal infotainment and our desire to see more female representation and contribution to paranormal infotainment, we can't really tackle that subject without conjuring Kesha. No, we cannot. And this is a topic you and I have outside of this show spent a lot of time Kvetching about, yes. bitching about, kvetching about, kvetching about Kesha. Yes, that's what we'll call this, <laughs> this episode because there's been a lot of kvetching. There's been a lot of uh, exclamation point ridden messages written back and forth. I think I've written the word gah like 15 times to you because that is my general response to the show. It's like gah yeah. because it seemingly is exactly what we want to see more of. Right. And yet, in actuality, it is so far afield from it. Exactly. Now, I want to make something very clear, though, from the beginning. And that is, like, I'm not coming for Kesha. Kesha right. has seen some shit. Right. She went through hell uh, in the music industry. I absolutely believe her. I am on her side in that regard. Um, and I'm not coming for her as a musical artist. Or as a woman, for that matter. Or as a woman. But I am absolutely coming for her as a paranormal TV show host because this was not good. This was not it. It had a decent <laughs> idea that was executed 
just in a really chaotic, disorganized way. Yes. And I, th- I think, yeah, I think I know how this went so awry. I, I yeah. do, because I, I, did, I did a little bit of research into this. So like myself, at the peak of the pandemic, did Kesha find herself looking for something to do, right? Mm. And mm-hmm. she and her brother decided to start this podcast called Kesha and the Creepies, which was, I think, I don't know how many episodes total, maybe around 10 to 15. Most podcasts mm. kind of crap out around 10, 10 episodes. But so... 10 to 15 episodes of Kesha with various friends of hers mm-hmm. talking about their paranormal experiences or just subjects that they would like to discuss. And mm-hmm. while it's it, it's not great, okay, it's it's not great as, as far as podcasts go <laughs> in terms of the quality of information that's being disseminated. Because here's the deal. We are presenting ourselves as a comedic opinion, right? Yes. It's comedic commentary, if you will, on paranormal infotainment and and our legitimate uh, concerns and desires for more female representation. And I would say diversity in general. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, Kesh really tries to present this as um, informative. And Mm -hmm. it's really hard to take um, information on as as being you know expertly delivered from Ben Folds. I'm just saying, like that's just not who I'm going to for my well, <laughs> paranormal expertise. Yeah, you know. And in fact, the the entire uh, intro narration uh, does not portray the show as such. It starts with you know I'm surrounding myself with paranormal experts, right? And and my friends are coming along, kind of thing. Had that been the case, right? Had it been. I'm really interested in this. I'm enthusiastic about the topic. I'm intrigued, but I'm not an investigator. I am not an expert. Let's hang out with experts who can teach me and show me stuff. Not, I'm going to try and do this. Nope, I'm out of my depth. I have no clue. Let's bring in an expert. Exactly. And like, so had she kind of stayed in that vein, like when she's on there with her friends and they're trying to present it as an information, she never really presents herself Mm. as an expert. And when she does have an expert on the show, um, you know, you find that it's mainly minutes on end of the expert speaking interspersed with the occasional, yeah. Totally. <laughs> For sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, that's like, that's really yeah. the majority of her contribution. And that's mm-hmm. good. And had the show taken the same route. Exactly. Yeah. Had had Kesha just accompanied actual paranormal experts yes. and deferred to them completely. Yes. And just trailed them. That would have been interesting to see someone who was like, I'm interested in this, but I know nothing. Instead, obviously, I think what happened is the production company was like, well, people are watching because your name is attached to this. Mm -hmm. So we need you to be front and center on this, which is how it comes to make sense that Okesh doesn't know where the fuck she is on any one of these episodes. No, she she has a basic operational knowledge of kind of how paranormal opera or investigations might kind of run but there are so there are so many occasions in the course of this series where she asks like basic questions like Like, where are we where are we (laughs) um oh is is three scratches a bad thing yes um she didn't know what the stone tape theory was while while that's maybe a little more specific still if you are 
an enthusiast. You know those things. things you would know. This is not stuff that your production company needs to sit down and coach you through before you open your mouth so you don't sound like a damn fool. And if that's the case, why are we... Does, is the rest of the footage that bad that we have to use the piece of footage where we're explaining to the host what the show is about? <laughs> that, that, that we need to use that. And while we are speaking about footage, you know this is something that got in my craw. We referenced it in the last episode. Why, why, why is she carrying around a fucking camcorder from the 90s decorated <laughs> with a bunch of fucking stickers yeah. with terrible, terrible uh, quality film coming out of it that she's flinging all over the place. They are filming her talking to the camera and yes. you can see the camera guy. It's so absurd and useless and such a bizarre device to lean on so heavily. It drove me insane. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just uh, it was just like they were like, okay, let's make this a little bit Geraldo Rivera, a little bit Ghost Adventurers, a little bit Blair Witch and a lot of bit stupid. Like, it's just guy really it really burned. Yeah. I mean, she mentioned, yeah, my camera is really old. No shit. Use a new one. Absolutely. You have the budget. You clearly (laughs) have the budget. Go on and get go and get another one. It also flings into question so much of the evidence. You know, every time the ancient fucking camera dies, it's like, well, is this paranormal or is it just an ancient piece of equipment that's a little faulty? Right. Right. Ay, 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 ay. It's a lot. It's a lot, man. And like, (sighs) this is going to come up a few different times. I'm going to I'm going to talk about this a couple different times and I'm going to I'm going to say. First and foremost, I support human beings presenting themselves in whatever (laughs) manner makes them feel comfortable in their life that feels like the true expression of themselves. Okay. 100%. I am not here to shit on anyone's fashion sense. I'm not here to body shame anybody. (laughs) And certainly... Certainly, it is never anyone's right to lay hands on another person based on the way they are dressed. Mm -mm. That said, (laughs) if I was going to go and visit a penitentiary that was packed to the mother gills with a bunch of dead ghosty rapists and lady killers who for sure miss the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would be leading the charge with my cleavage. I'm just going to put it right there. I'm just going to say I don't know that I would provoke the ghosts with my tits. I'm just 100%. I think across the board, we can say that she was not outfitted for the occasion <laughs> for any of these episodes. Like, don't wear heels when you're investigating crumbling dilapidated buildings right don't wear ginormous comically stupid eyelashes to go in the woods i can't that I, oh my god that was that was episode four mount shasta with jojo fletcher yeah. which i sadly had to watch probably 
Oh, gosh. Since we started talking about this show, I've had to watch it three or four times because of all of them. It is the most mind-numbing of all episodes where it just... Similar to a really bad 90s film that might be on an airplane where it's it's convenient, your <laughs> mind can check out, you don't miss anything, is how I experienced episode four, where all of a sudden I'd look up and I'd be like, oh God, I've been clearing out my fucking inbox. I've just been unsubscribing for the last like 10 minutes. I need to uh, rewind this episode. I, but, that yeah. happened to me throughout. I lost, like, and we know, I consume some shit paranormal entertainment. I watch mountain monsters. And I could not remain engaged in this show. Oh, it was really... I had to go, like you, I had to go back and watch it multiple times. It just sucked. And, like, what's so so aggravating about this particular episode um, is not only the fact that, yes, they've gone into the woods to find interdimensional Bigfoot um, while wearing, yes, basically dustpans on their eyelids that they stop to check mid hunt because god forbid they should be slashed and dragged to another dimension by bigfoot (laughs) with a lash askew um because like my like you're in the pitch ass motherfucking dark looking for some kind of interdimensional beast why would you want anything that could potentially obscure your vision but what's so upsetting about that is that they have the time to check their eyelashes why because they are out in the woods with Ronnie the Savior. This is an unfortunate running theme through a lot of these episodes where Kesha comes through and is like, I'm leading the charge until I call some dude or call some other backup to come in and run this for me. And that just really, oh. No, and that seems to be more the case with actually the male experts than the female experts. I'm really and, putting all my eggs in the Ronnie basket right now. Yeah. Well, and also the demonologist, Michael Salerno. Yeah. The Catholic, they, they specify demonologist. Uh, yeah. It was, it was, oh, it's scary. Let's run straight to a man. Yes. To tell us what to do. But yeah, actually, let's, let's circle back. Let's start Yikes. with bloody brushy. This is Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary. Uh, I believe it's in Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, old old prison. Uh, she says built in the shape of an inverted cross. My question being, from whose perspective? Exactly, exactly. That was my thing too. I was like, is it an inverted cross, or is that like a weird Tetris piece? Yeah, or is it a right side up cross, and you're looking at it the wrong way? Right, like. It's, you know, I don't believe that they went, we're going to do something dastardly. We're going to build us an inverted cross prison. Like, I know. No, I think that's, you know, building it not. up. Yeah, abs- absolutely not. I'm right there. I have this exact same note. Yes. Yeah. It's also worth noting that I, I looked up this place after I watched the episode this time. And yes, old prison. Very scary. Very icky. But they also have a distillery and restaurant. Like, this is not. As I said, next level in poor taste. Yeah, what the fuck? No, I don't want to. I don't want to sit down and eat and revel somewhere where I knew I know that prisoners were tortured and and murdered. And uh, no, what's wrong with us as a species, man? Like, seriously? Truly. Oh, God. Oh, and, and in this particular episode, because it is the first one, we are introduced to this particular convention of this program, 
which is the music video montage oh, element. God. The whole thing also is- Also drove me batshit crazy. I have this in all caps. This whole thing is shot like a music video with some TV yeah. show in between. Right. Like that's, that's what that's it exactly is. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, like that shot of her in the duster and the hat overlooking the penitentiary like a shit, like a sheriff of the paranormal. Oh, and then when she is in the penitentiary surrounded by candles and she looks up and she's wearing like the glow in the dark contacts. Yes. It's like how much time was spent investigating and how much time was spent on this glorified music video? Yeah. But so, but so, at least for this episode, we have Whitney, Whitney Cummings with her, whom I really, really like. Oh, and and her faces throughout this, like the the episode, it could have been a silent movie. You, you yes. would have, you still would have known what was going on. <laughs> like, Absolutely. And she was much braver yes. than the title host of this program. Oh my God, the way Kesha bails on Whitney Cummings, where she is just yes. like, "I'm out here, I'm leaving." I'm like, "Whoa, dude!" I thought Zach was a dick for being like, "Scratch my buddies, fuck him up." Prove it. You know what I mean? Like that was yeah. that was pretty dick move, but at least he was willing mm -hmm. to stay in the room for it. Cash was just like, this is piss out. I'm out of here. Good luck with. Like what? <laughs> yeah. No, it's interesting that you bring up uh, Zach and Ghost Adventures because and I hate to make this comparison because we want to see more shows like this one. But this was just done badly. Yeah. Um, Ghost Adventures has had celebrities on in the past for example post malone came on and did an investigation oh really i didn't know the that primary oh. difference though why that works and this failed is that you have an investigator right bringing a celebrity on right it's like a like a like a guest appearance on scooby-doo right right but <laughs> But the, the amateur is still being led around by the professional. Exactly. Like when Phil, Phyllis Diller was on Scooby-Doo. Exactly. Exactly. Bloody brushy in general as an episode. Like, they didn't really get much out of it. And yet they were super freaked out at the end. And it was such a bummer. And we're leaving. And She says the thing. She's like, he really got me when he said that demons can cause death. Um... <sighs> Did you read the tin? Like, what? Like, where are yeah. you? Like, why do you not know what's going on? And she's like, Bummerville, yeah. I'm going home. I don't need to interact with darkness right. on this plane. Or th Why are you doing this show? And yet the intro says, this is my journey into the heart of darkness. Or excuse me, this is my journey into the heart of darkness. <laughs> when I'm not on stage, this is what I do. <laughs> like, like, no, clearly it isn't. Clearly, no, it absolutely know. is not. Now, we then go, so that's episode one, which just yeah. is is bad. And Whitney Cummings, bless her for being so brave. Mm -hmm. It was so funny to me, though, when she was trying to explain to Kesha, she was like, I don't know what the, the that tactic was, if it was to, you know, make us both leave or it was to, like, get you out of here and get me alone. And Kesha's like, why would it want to get you alone? It's like, because you suck. Because yeah. you suck. <laughs> that's why. Because Whitney Cummings is clearly the more interesting human to interact with. That's well, why. And because ay, ay, ay. At the, even the slightest noise, she freaks out and runs away. And yes. it really begs the question in that first episode, like, why are you doing this? Why is this happening? Yeah. And why did this not just rest as a standalone pilot? Why did we get six, yeah. six yeah. actual episodes? Second episode takes place mm -hmm. at the Antoinette Hall uh, with our guest, Betty Who. 
I have barely <laughs> any notes on this episode because for all for all intents and purposes, like mm. I would say that this is the least offensive of all of the episodes. Oh, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We got it. We got a little yeah. cultural appropriation singing happen at the end of the I mean, episode. Well, here. well, the thing is, is like they were kind of they were given that they were given that to do. And it did seem like the minute they heard Trail of Tears, yeah. they immediately backed up and brought in a Native American person to speak on it. They didn't speak with. You know, they spoke more about the space, but they, they didn't speak more about the, the history. Anyway, it just didn't. Eh, it didn't really. Yeah, nothing yeah. really happened in this episode yeah. as well. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I appreciated their intention setting when they walked into the space and were like, you know, we're here out of curiosity. We're here because we are interested in you. Yeah. Yeah. We have no intention of doing anything to harm you. And, you know, with that, we would we would like to let you know that you are not allowed to fuck with us. So I appreciated that there was some intention setting and some some boundary setting. Um, but once again, who's Mr. May? They just they don't know anything. Like, why did they not know this place was built on top of the Trail of Tears? Like, why don't they know anything? Well, and also they never take the two minutes that would be truly required to actually really explain what the Trail of Tear- Tears that was. That is true. That was never explained. It was never given context. So if people don't understand what it was, why there were literally bodies dropping along this path, yes. it doesn't make a lot of sense. There's, there's a lack of follow through. There's a lack of information. You're right. Actually, I don't know how I didn't catch that. Yeah. yeah, and we're so busy with these fucking mi- music video moments. Right. That we miss moments that could actually be, I don't know, a paranormal investigation show. Right, right. And thankfully, at least, they did bring in one of our favorite Yay! paranormal experts, Cindy Kaza. Hallelujah. Who, who came in, you know, spilling all the factual tea about the space and really giving us some information. So it's like, it's almost like you just want to f- keep fast forwarding until you see a face you don't recognize. And you're like, OK, now the show yeah. is going to start. Well, again, it's that thing like if this had been Kesha and maybe a buddy hanging out with Cindy Kaza and, and doing the investigation. Oh, is it Kaza or Kaza? Is it Kaza? I believe it's Kaza. All right. Well, we're going to find out. Although, I, to be honest, I've heard both. OK. Maybe someday she'll come on our show. Yeah, and yeah. That would be nice. Cindy, <laughs> come on our show. Tell us how to pronounce your last name. We think you're a pro. And she was an absolute pro. She goes in there. She does her job. She she is not erratic and 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 reactionary. Yeah. You know, while these two blondes are going, oh, oh my God. You know, and it, that's the thing that really pisses me off about it is it's, it degrades women in the genre. Yes. Yes. And makes, just makes... Makes everyone look so fluffy and fakey, like and yeah. flaky, and just like like in the beginning when they're in the van, and it's like, well, do you want to see a ghost? And it's like, well, I don't know. I mean, we're here. We should like. It's not. We're right. not shopping at Target. Like you're about to move yeah. into a somewhat sacred space where there are spirits yeah. that live, and you should have a little bit more respect and reverence and investment for yeah. commitment for goodness sake yeah so no truly yeah now that you point out then it's true that they never took the time to explain what the trail of tears was was an epic fail on their part and now yeah. that does make the yeah. episode slightly offensive to be fair but, yeah because um, and also when they that when they sang with with the tribal member you know that's one thing but actually if you notice at the end of the episode when they started singing on their own 
uh, they actually oh. were singing it incorrectly. Were they? And so they and they cut then to the original singing with the guy. So at least they kind of tried to cover their asses in the incorrect. Oh, lyrics. God. I still would have preferred that to like probably one of the worst versions of Amazing Grace I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Also. That burned. That was. But you're right about that episode. Like it, it wasn't. It wasn't really. There was no there there. Yeah. Nothing happened. It was the house that didn't burn down. It was really just <sighs> the most boring of them all. I almost, almost the most boring episode of them all. So so from Antoinette Hall, we end up at the Westerfield house. Yes. With Gato with a capital T. And, um... and I was not familiar with Gato before this. I got to say, I, yeah. he strikes me as an interesting guy uh-huh. after this. You know, I appreciate anyone who can say, you know, start as a skeptic, have some experiences right. and say, OK, you know, I have I have been given something to think about at yes. the very least. And also the one time, the one time, one time in six episodes that her camera had a purpose. <laughs> they got the doorknob turning and that was pure dumb luck. Right. I know. And when they asked her about it, she was so nonplussed. She was like, I don't know. Maybe. I think I, I did. Tried. I tried. Yeah, it was like, I'm so glad you're so excited, Kesha, <laughs> to have actually caught some paranormal evidence on your own fucking camera. Show. Oh, my God. I'm going to take a moment to be a little catty. Is okay. it catty? I don't know if it's catty, really. I just, I'm really confused with what they're doing with Kesha's look throughout this mm. entire show and why her look has to play such a predominant role in every episode because it's so distracting. So she starts the episode looking like um, a drowned a drowned Kit Kat girl. Um, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like she's in this, exactly this sheer negligee and this like marabou feathered coat and her hair looks wet and it really and does. It looks like she, high. Yes. Right. It looks like she's a Kit Kat girl that got kicked out the backstage door and was stuck outside in the rain and has only just mm-hmm. come in and she's just cold and they've done her makeup, her eye makeup so heavy and her lip line is so exaggerated that if we yes. were to... Fast forward into the future and there was going to be a biopic on Jen Coolidge. She would be playing young Jen Coolidge. It is so intense. And I love me some Jen Coolidge. I really do. But wow, what the fuck is going on? And then mid-episode, every... Okay, they only sleep over one place. They only actually stay the night in one place. And it is at um, Westerfield House. I love that she brought a crew with her because the next morning... Oh, girl has a fucking wig that like Beyonce would have. Like oh, yeah. she's yeah, she's gone from she's gone from a drowned Kit Kat girl to Jane Mansfield yeah. the next day. Right. And it's just like, why is this important? Yeah, and overnight when they weren't filming, there were, you know, she had sleep paralysis and and all these things that you know, terrible things were happening and and we got none of it? None of it. None of it. 
And we don't even have her morning reaction. We got to wait till 530 in the evening right. when Gata well, comes back. Exactly. There's no cameras on her sleeping. Nothing. No. Because, yeah. you know, that would be a violation of her privacy as a as a performer, as a star, I guess. I don't even know, man. But like it was just half assed. And all, the mm. only thing that was full assed was her look. <laughs> full assed. <laughs> The whole episode, like why? And it's like, and again, it denigrates female contribution. It denigrates yeah. that because it makes it look like we can't possibly do this unless we look cute, mm-hmm. unless we're fancy, mm-hmm. unless we prioritize eyes, lips, and tits. Like, no, yeah. absolutely yeah. not. Look at all of these investigators that come in who are female. Are they dressed to the nines? No, they probably also don't make the same kind of money that Kesha does. But I think even if they did, they wouldn't because, you know, right tool for every job. And, you know, being dressed to the nines is not, it's not it. It's not it, I don't think. If you're going to do something like that, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we'll have an expert on in the future who's going to be like, well, you know, the the spirits, they, they love a good fit, man. They do. What I have to say about this episode, though, for me, is that it was saved. The whole episode for me was saved by Gata, mm-hmm. who came into this not wanting anything to fucking do with it, except for the fact that Houdini had been in this house, which yeah. was his only interest in being there, which at least he knew that ahead of time, yeah. right? He had done some, so he had a phone, and he had mm-hmm. thumbs, and he took five minutes before showing up. <laughs> To know where the fuck he was going. And when they actually start, after he bails and they come back, or is that before, when they're using the ghost box? Yeah. And he starts with this thing where he's like, ghost, state your name. Yeah. <laughs> and the ghost <laughs> says, that's a respond, obviously. And it's like, up. It says something. And they're like, did that say up? Do you mean go up? Ghost, be clear. <laughs> and then, and then Kesha, and then Kesha's like, maybe we should take this into another room because it's just like it's so hard to understand what they're saying. And he looks at her, dead ass serious, and goes, "That's because we don't speak ghosts." Did he? I didn't catch. We're that. not ghosts. Yes, yes, because we're not ghosts. We yeah. can't speak ghosts. And I lived for that moment i rewound it i watched it again (laughs) it made me laugh so fucking hard um it's all worth it it's all it's because we don't speak ghost all worth it for the ghost box scene um and i'm with him until i don't know there's just something about him breaking down over the idea that the T on the spirit board was meant for mm. him and the capital T in his name and his commitment to truth in his music. I mean, that's a beautiful yeah. sentiment, but there's 26 letters, you know, and like, yeah, anything could happen, man. And maybe a G would have been a, a better landmark to no, indicate it just, yeah, it just, that felt like a real reach. It felt like a real yeah. reach into the other side, but I mean, I don't doubt that the Westerfield mansion is is haunted as hell. Oh, um, for sure. You know, San Francisco's a spooky fucking place anyway. Uh, but this... That's my thing is like, even with the Bobby Mackey episodes, like I would finish some of them and have my issues with them, right? But be like, oh, okay, this one actually convinced me of something or this one yeah. actually made yeah. me consider something differently. 
none of these, no. none of these made me think anything about the space at all no. other than, wow, what a disrespectful thing just took place in that, <laughs> in that space. That's just such yeah. a disrespectful event. Yeah. That's it. That moment with Gaeta at the end, like Sarah Lemos was the psychic. Uh, Lemos. Lemos uh, was the psychic that they brought in for this. Mm-hmm. She's one I've not, I maybe have seen her once or twice on these shows, but she's someone I'm not super familiar with. But at the end, when Gaeta's having this breakdown and making these, you know, tenuous connections at best to the letter T and everything, she was just blowing sunshine up his ass. Yes. It's like, mm. and I found that happened a few times in the course oh, of this series. Yes. There's some ridiculousness coming our way. We're making our way oh, yes. there. But in order to get there, we got to go through Mount Shasta again, right? So we go yeah, from we Westerfield do. House through Mount Shasta. We've already talked about the eyelashes and, and Ronnie the Ronnie the Savior. Um, well, yeah. And here's, he, like, Ronnie LeBlanc is, is someone I'm familiar with from Expedition Bigfoot. And you know me. I love me some Bigfoot. I love me some Expedition Bigfoot. But Expedition Bigfoot is another one of these shows, which is a prime example of the disparity between men and women in these shows. We have the men on the show, Russell Acord, survivalist. Okay, he has his expertise. Ronnie LeBlanc's expertise is he spent a lot of time in the woods, essentially. He is a quote-unquote Bigfoot expert. He likes to speak at length with great certainty in a factual way about things Bigfoot does or behaviors uh-huh. Bigfoot exhibit uh-huh. or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, despite having never seen one. On that show, you also have Dr. Maria Mayer. She has discovered a species of primate. Uh-huh. She can have a conversation with Jane Goodall. You know, this is an actual expert in primates and he's telling her how a bigfoot operates and she's like well i've spent a lot of time with gorillas and you've never met a large primate something about the 30 years of my life that i yeah like right (laughs) right and at some point when he's like he's he's claiming like that they've heard like a a boom boom or something from the distance that like there's like Mm. a, a response to the wood stick on the tree and he's like see we we can tell from this sound that this this has to be a creature that has hands what yeah, yeah. what <laughs> no i again it's the grand logic leaps that he makes yes that are so absurd but before we even get to the woods and ronnie oh my god we got the whole other shasta component that apparently even production realized was too fucking weird and they just kind of let that fall away. And that is the the city inside Mount Shasta. Yes. Named Kalos. That they are then taken to a woman, I can't, Ashlyn, uh, to talk to. She she talks to the inhabitants of the city and Bigfoot, and, among other things. And I am I will suspend a lot of disbelief. I will go down a lot of roads. I am willing to believe a lot of things. Not that one. Not that one. Yeah. And I love how of of all the theories that are swirling around, of all the things that exist in big uh, in, in Mount Shasta, I kind of fuck with the idea of an ancient culture living out there is the one that Kesha wants to attach to the most. <laughs> this is the one where she's like, you got me. 
for sure. <laughs> and oh, and she starts the episode by saying she does not believe in Bigfoot. She's all down with ghosts, interdimensional beings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But Bigfoot's yes. a stretch. Yes. But t- yeah, Talos, no problem. The Talosians or whatever they're they're called that allegedly live inside Mount Shasta, which reminds me, like, we're both born and raised in yeah. California. Yeah. Had you ever heard this about Mount Shasta before? Like all these disappearances? Never. Yeah, me Never. neither. And I tried to look up. I tried to find some verification that more people have disappeared here than anywhere else. And I could. There's a lot. I feel like if we knew this, we would have been going there in high school. Like we would have been like ditching school to go to Mount Shasta to see if we could get disappeared. Um, And this is an area the size, three times the size of Connecticut. This county that Mount Shasta is in. So it's kind of like, is it, are there, are there extra disappearances or is this just. It's some crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I don't know of like all the guests to bring on. Like, I'm glad that you vibe with Jojo Fletcher. But like, what does Jojo Fletcher have to bring to the table? No, really. At all. You know what I mean? At all. And just watching them bungle around and clutch each other in the darkness and check their eyelashes and be so scared. Honestly, all of these shows... The, the fear factor of these kinds of shows is always really tempered by the knowledge that craft service is only but 20 feet away. <laughs> it's, re- it's really hard. It's really 100%, hard. 100%. Because yeah. it's like, I'm really freaked. I need a donut. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do so you have those gluten-free donuts? I need a gluten-free donut. Like, now, right. now, now. And in fact, in the woods, very often you can see their lights in the background. It looks like they're walking around in the big circle because the campground seems to be just behind them at all times. Right. You know, right. It's like, eh, we're not really venturing into the woods here. We're we're moseying around a bit. And you might have caught some deer eye shine. Jojo and Kesha and Ronnie actually have an encounter of some kind. They actually see eyes. Yes, the eye shine thing. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not here for it. I'm sorry. I, I'm just I, not here I, for it. Yeah. No. Uh, that episode was embarrassing on yes. every possible yeah. level. And in a in a series that doesn't know what it is, this yes. was a, an episode that had no idea what it was. This was an episode that had wandered out of the crystal city of Mount Shasta, down the road, waving down a fucking truck, being like, I don't know where I am. I don't know if you have water. I don't know where I am. No, I mean, so thirsty. What does these back scratches mean? Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But once we get out of Mount Shasta, I'm almost dying to go back because the next place we go is to the Oddfellows, which is, oh, arguably the worst, most boring, most stupid episode of this entire season. Were it not for one of our very favorite people. Being part of this episode, it would have, yeah, I agree. It would have been an absolute and complete write-off. It would have been useless. But thankfully, here we have an expert who is bringing diversity and is therefore held to a higher standard than some of the uh, men folk that are often run through these things. And that is Michelle Belanger, someone we think is extraordinary. Uh, They are very educated. They are an authority on all things occult. And so finally, we get someone who can speak at length in an intelligent way about what's happening. Yes. Not coming in, trying to parade around as like, 
like the savior or mm. anything like that just comes in with pure spirit, pure, pure light, pure knowledge, pure expertise. Yeah. Um, and then just unfortunately gets completely underutilized. Like once Michelle yeah. shows up, I'm like, oh, fuck, thank God. Now we're going yeah. to learn something. And apparently so, so Arkesha and is it Karen or Karen? It's Karen Ellison. Okay. Ellison, excuse me. I just couldn't Ellison. tell if it was like K-A-R-I-N, if it was, you know what I mean? Anyway. No, I looked it up. It's with an E. Okay. Uh, so yeah. they're sitting at the table and I and I caught how like they trust. She's like, uh, so I called my friend Michelle to come in and explain to us what's going on the odd fellows and michelle shows up and it's very clearly they have never met before they have never had a conversation before and michelle is like this is what i do this is what i'm an expert in and this Mm -hmm. is what i'm going to educate you in and um you just want her to keep talking yeah i have written all over my notes like where is her show yeah yes okay and this ultimately that's what i was going to come down to is ah sorry uh, yeah of all of the shows of all of these things right like well no you don't have to apologize like that was my, my like closing thought was <laughs> can we get cindy Kaza or Kaza, as the mm-hmm. case may be um and michelle and um what was i'm sorry what was the woman's name who did the westfield Westerfield House. Uh, Sandra Lemos. Sandra Lemos. 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 Can we uh, can we get a show just with them? Yeah. Can we just get like a super trooper show of people that actually know what the fuck they're talking about? I Seriously. would watch that. I would yeah. enjoy that. I do yeah. not need hair and makeup. I do not no. need brotastic fantastics. I don't need no. any of those things. I want the truth. And this was one of the more grievous offenses in the hair and makeup department, because in the uh, music video portion of this particular episode, she is wearing some ginormous jeweled sticker thing on her forehead and an Oddfellows cloak. And it is so costumey and cheap and stupid and just yeah. out of place. I mean, it looks like they've hit the Halloween store. Like they've hit the Halloween store in every yeah. town that they've visited and just like grab some shit. And we're like, this looks odd fellowsy. And it, you know, we should, we should like not even linger too long on this episode because really that's, I have two notes. One is okay. this episode would suck if not for Michelle Belanger. That's it. Yes. And second yes. note is, so super secret society decides to allow Kesha in and televise their ritual. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm I, not with any I, of this. I have a real hard time buying that. I I have a real hard time then with while, you know, when they're left with the the human remains that the odd fellows possess, that she puts the fucking spirit box on the coffin. It's it yeah. was just like, are you kidding me? Do you not see the blatant disrespect? She's, it's outrageous. It's yeah. outrageous. You know, like whereas Michelle walks in and says, hello, friend. Yes. And puts her and, and in a very respectful, appropriate way, I felt uh-huh. put her hand oh. actually on the bones. It was so it was reverent, compassionate then. and reverent, reverent and um. And out of concern. Yes. She really wanted to connect to that spirit and know that it, it that it was not in some kind of peril. She wanted to yeah. know that you and you could tell that and it just 
the vibe shift was dramatic. It was dramatic. Oh, yeah. And, oh, God, I just don't understand why we can't get a show with these people. No, it's true. Because, you know, with Kesha and Karen, they ask a question and then they go running, screaming from oh, the room gosh. when they get an answer. As soon as they get to the door, Michelle, did, did one of you just touch my back? No. Oh, cool. Something did. Someone did. Yeah. Right on. Hello. Let's go. See, let's go see about it. Whereas we know they would have been like already in the van. Right. Yeah. Done. And Kesha would have been, you know, done for the night as she was at, at Rushy. Yeah. Bummerville. I'm out. I don't need to be touched. Right. <laughs> like, OK. Like, I don't know why you're going places. What do you think you signed up for? Right. Right. Because what if exactly you're a fan this? of this, you watch these shows, what you see, what happens to like. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Again. Ah! So, the, yeah. So there's just no reason to linger in the Oddfellows Lodge because it was a waste. No. It was a waste of time yes. and a waste of tape. It should not. They should they, they should have just made that a five episode. The only good series. thing they did was bring Michelle on. Exactly. Exactly. Because our final episode no actually. <laughs> <laughs> the crescendo of this oh shit show. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This goes off the fucking rails. Episode six. <laughs> With a visit to the Allegheny, um, is it a men- is it Allegheny Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum? Thank you in West Virginia with Big Fredia, who I love, who I love, and who when I found out was going to be the guest on the show, I was like, okay, cool, this is going to be something worth watching, right? Because Big Fredia right. is a character and really, really hilarious. Um, except that Big Fredia wants nothing to do with this from jump. <laughs> Not interested. Not interested. It's like, what? You took me, you taking me to the, the largest paranormal tape recorder in the world? Well, shit, I don't think I want to do this. <laughs> I don't think I do. Like, up until this point, I think Big Free Day really thought this was all a joke. I listened to a couple minutes of her episode on Kesha and the Creepies. Oh. And yeah. she's not taking it seriously at all. Kesha's like, you know, if you were a ghost, Big Freedia. What kind of ghost do you think you would be? Like, what kind of ghost stuff would you get up to? And Free is like, I don't know. Probably something sexual. Bitch, I'd be out here pulling dicks. I'd be out here pulling dicks off. All right. So this is this is the level of interest in ghostliness that is coming onto this episode. And not interested. Absolutely not interested. Um, they are hysterical together. As they're going through this place at one point when they go upstairs and quickly are like, fuck this. We don't we don't want to just we just don't want to be in here. The both of them trying to get out of there so fast going down this narrow staircase. They look just like like if there was an updated remake of Clue. This was Professor Plum and Yvette trying to shuttle themselves down the attic stairs. Like it's really I, I have hysterical. a note in that point. Wear flats. Yeah, that part, too. Wear flats. Decrepit building. Wear flats. Decrepit building that's filled with spirits that you might want to get the fuck away from relatively quickly. Wear flats. Give your propensity to run the fuck away. Wear skates. Hell, you know what I mean? Like anything other than heels, for fuck's sake. But again, she knows nothing. Again, they need the entire history of this place explained to them. They know nothing about the... The history of the place they know nothing about the spiritual uh, connections of this place at nope. all um and elaine white here we have 
another one. Yes. Like Elaine White shows up a lot in in the paranormal entertainment genre. She we've seen her on Portals to Hell. She's a producer on that. She's done Haunted Highway and a bunch of other shows. Like at this point, put her on camera and let her just do it because she knows far more yes. about what's going on than the host of this show. Yes. I mean, like did you bother to look up anything about where you were going? Honestly, and I just, the best <laughs> part about this episode is the tiger print coat. That yeah, coat's actually, really I cool. Was, I was, I was, I was uh, appreciating that. It had a very Tony the Tiger vibe. Yeah, I was very excited to be distracted by her wardrobe at that moment. Because I was like, I would, I would fuck with that coat. That coat's pretty, pretty fucking tight. Um, I just love everything that Big Freedia has to say throughout this episode. Like, I think we've had enough experiments. Um, yeah. And Kesha wants to keep ghost hunting, but I'm ready to get ghost is another uh, <laughs> choice one. And then when they do decide to go back and go into the space that has uh, a ghost that apparently has tentacles. Right. Yeah. She looks at Big Fridia and is like, so you ready to go back in there? And she's like, we about to cut that bitch to calamari. That <laughs> made the episode for me. That made it all okay. Um, but otherwise. Until. Until Chip Coffee. Now, I, I've been aware of Chip on other shows. Um, he tends to be part of the shows I am i don't watch as often, like Kindred Spirits um, he might have been also part of the Paranormal State crew. Good Lord, Chip. Could you crawl further up Kesha's ass oh at all? Oh, my God. Like, it, it, I, I believe he's a reputable medium. However, the star fuckery yeah. was so palpable. He was so busy building her up. Step into your power. Step into your power. You are ready. You are about. You are liberating souls. Godly, oh godly. This is godly. This is godly. What you just did. Ugh. No, and and with the whole keeper thing, I I wrote down like Chip takes the stage. Oh my. God. Oh, I know. My spirit guides have told me it is the creeper here or the keeper here. Yeah. Rather, and all that. But it's you know it's a human spirit. Da, 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 da. That's great. But it never really goes anywhere except the you've liberated spirits moment. It was embarrassing. It was awkward. It was totally disingenuous. It was just like, yeah. make it stop. Make it stop, please. Please. Oh, my God. The thing with the baby powder. Yeah. Okay. So they put all the baby powder down, right? And then they come back and the baby powder's everywhere. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know about all that, but okay. Remember when they find a bug and it's got like 8 billion legs and she's like, oh my God, there's a bug. It's a bug. God, that must have been a moment I tuned out. Yeah. It's just a bug. And she like freaks out because it's a bug, uh -huh. right? They come back later and they see these random tracks in the baby powder and they're like, oh my God. Oh, right. What the yeah. fuck is that? It's the bug legs, obviously. Yeah, they look like centipede tracks yes, or something. Yes, it's obviously yeah. the bug. What do we, what do we, what, what? Stop it. Stop it. The bug no. did that. Yeah. No, nothing about that looked, like, evidentiary to me. You know, I mean, the footsteps thing was kind of cool. Yeah. But. But also, wait, why is a ghost barefoot? That's an interesting thing, you know what I mean? That, that, that like, needs to be spoken about more. Like, 
the fuck to go swear. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. all, like they're wearing like you'll see what a ghost, you died in, right? Your like favorite ensemble, but they're usually not wearing the thing that they were buried in. You know what I mean? People will report right. them wearing something else. It's like so there's there's a costume change on the other side. Like they come back. They're also haunted by the vestments they had on at the time. <laughs> like it's none of that makes any sense. So shoes, yeah. maybe shoes don't make it. Are all ghosts barefoot? Yeah. Is that a thing? I you know I don't know. There's there there's not a lot of talk about. We talk a lot about hats. This is true. You know, we've had a lot of cowboy hats and hairdos and things like that, but no one ever talks about the shoes. So maybe shoes aren't a thing. Maybe. Maybe they just don't wear shoes. Ghosts don't wear shoes. Never, never thought about that. You know. Wow, you're posing the big questions. (laughs) You know, I mean, this is a whole this is a whole episode. I have a feeling that's going to come out on next season of of Conjuring. Is there a next season? Yeah, probably. Oh gosh, I I it didn't list anywhere as officially canceled, but yeah, that's why I'm thinking there probably is going to be a second season. Oh, Jesus, yeah, like, really? Do we need more? Of I this? mean, look, if in the second season it shifted gears and kind of went back to the model of the podcast where it was just Kesha talking shit with her other celebrity friends, that would mm-hmm. be more interesting and more humorous because yeah. the way that they take themselves seriously and and repeat themselves out loud and don't hear it is, is really hysterical. Like Demi Lovato talking about how over the pandemic for her birthday, they rented a place in, in Palm Springs. They all got tested and everything. And she just really wanted to do a group meditation and see if they could connect to aliens. And um, oh, so they did. And they're like, there's an app. There's like an app where you can like put, I'm not even fucking making this <laughs> up, dude. There's, like, no. there's an app that like tells you like how you're supposed to meditate to talk to the alien so we set up the app and we did the meditation and like after like 30 minutes like there was like this bright light in the sky and it didn't look like a jet and it wasn't a star so like we can't debunk that like that clearly we had contact and Kesha's response to this is like um you know and she's like she is dead shit serious about this she's like you know I just don't understand the world like what makes news headlines and what doesn't? I mean, when one of America's biggest pop stars is creating contact with extra- extraterrestrials on a regular basis, like, why aren't we talking about this? Why aren't we talking about this more? Like, see, this is oh. funny now. This is infinitely yeah. way yeah. more funny yeah. than any of these episodes no. that weren't meant to be funny but can only be laughed at. No, it can only be hilarious. I mean, the sheer number of times she said, because I'm not a pussy. Oh, my God. Before screaming from a room. You know, I like to scare myself. It's fun. Yeah. And going, oh, it's fucked up. I don't want to be in there. Yeah. I mean, every time I I give her a voice, I'm giving her way too much inflection. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I I can't. I can't get myself to that And, like, her, her, you know, the equivalent of her connection to this. She was like, so after Demi Lovato's story of the, the app in the desert... Um, and the bright light in the sky. She's like, so then the next time there was like a blood moon, I went outside and I was like oming at the, I'm, I'm, she used the word oming. I was oming oh at the moon uh-huh. for like 20 minutes. Nothing happened. Maybe she said two hours, <laughs> like two hours for two hours. I was oming at the moon for like two hours and nothing happened. Oh. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> you know? All right. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, though, is like there's a lot of talk out there that Kesha might actually be uh, have close to a genius level IQ. I have heard this on more than one occasion. Um, And there were a couple moments in her podcast where all of the sudden she dropped the vocal fry 
and oh, yeah? semi, you know, semi silly upward inflection stuff uh-huh. at the end of her sentences. Um, and actually was like, oh, wouldn't that be interesting on, on like how that would flip the perspective from a Judeo Christian perspective? You know, and I was just like, what? Oh, oh, don't don't tell me this is the case. Don't tell me that you're actually like super intelligent and parading around like you're not. Right. That would be more upsetting than anything. Yeah. Yeah. It would. You know. Right. Because she's selling. Then her product is is this less intelligent, ditzier. Yes version of herself and that's that's depressing exactly and it's not like she's doing it in intel it's not like a lucille ball marilyn monroe dumb like a fox kind of way right she's just downplaying her own intelligence potentially which i'm not i'm not here for that kesha no no i cannot i cannot support that you have too much talent legitimately and have been through too much legitimately to downplay anything about yourself that is a gift and if your intelligence is such that you have close to a genius level iq please don't pretend like it isn't please don't no it's not it's not serving you it's not serving anybody it's not serving humanity if you're very concerned about humanity or if it's a shtick if this is supposed to be a shtick then amp it up honey because yeah, it's not get better at it yeah lean in commit lean in commit that's all exactly yeah, yeah. fail bigger yes Please. Oh, wait. But then, wait, she says something like like that. Like, she'll, like, all of a sudden be like, oh, from a Judeo-Christian perspective, how that would really flip things on this. And then she said on another episode of it where she was like, I, um, I know a lot about this stuff. I have, I am friends with a lot of atheists and goths and spiritual people because I'm from the South. Huh. Atheists and goths. <laughs> Are her... And are her religious these are her qualifiers? These, these are her friends who qualify her expertise, knowledge, and understanding of all of all things spiritual. Uh huh. These are the people from whom she is getting her information. Her friends who are atheists and goths and spiritual people because she's from the south. And it's like I don't. Uh, is that meant to be funny? Are you saying that seriously? Right. You know what I mean. If you're saying that seriously, I have reservations. If this is your shtick now. That's a really mm. funny thing to say. Just lean into it. But you got to make it clear it's shtick. Yeah. Because it doesn't read like it now. It doesn't read like it. I want it to be. I mean, but at the same time, when you think of how her music career started, I mean, granted, she did not have tremendous control at that right. point. But the the vocal style, that is uniquely hers. You know, that, that, uh-huh. that I can't even do it. Like yeah. that vocal fry, sing-songy valley girl thing that yeah. she does you know certainly translates into her speech but like jesus to set yourself up to maintain that your whole life that's a lot that's like, a lot ask paris hilton i know it's like when Lindsay lohan had that weird phase where she was she was claiming that this is really weird kind of um a hybrid Parisian kind of Eastern European oh, German right. accent thing. And when you would ask her about it, she's like, I've always spoken this way. This is the way of my people. <laughs> like, no, it's not, dude. And I think it lasted for like a couple years. And now she just sounds like Lindsay Lohan again. And you're like, you can't right. do that. No. No, even Paris Hilton couldn't maintain it. She's finally like dropping that shit. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you do sound like a person. Yeah. It's like, well, like, I finally went to a doctor who said I was going to get nodes if I kept doing that, so I stopped. Right? 
Fucking A. All right, so now we have conjured and kvetched all of Kesha. At length. And if there was any curiosity, any question about how we felt about this show, <laughs> I guess it's clear now. I, I believe it is. So I, I would leave with this then. Sasha, of this uh, masterpiece of the absurd that is this series, was there a moment for you that was the most uh, extra as fuck? Because we know that it, in its own way, it, the series was extra, extra as fuck. Now, was there one moment that for you in, encapsulated that? Man, that's like, I think it really has to be the moment. Oh, we're going to cut that bitch to Calamari was so good. But um, <laughs> Gata with the ghost box saying, yeah, we can't do this because we don't speak ghost. Because <laughs> we're not ghosts. Um, Probably was the most extra moment for me. We're not ghosts. We don't speak ghost. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was pretty over the top. What was the most extra moment for you? Ah, uh, you know there are a couple. Uh, I think oddly both in the Mount Shasta. Okay. Episode first, uh, the the woman Ashlyn. Uh huh. Because I felt like I could feel production getting tenser and tenser the longer she spoke. <laughs> I, I felt like I could feel the producer's thoughts going, oh, fuck, what are we going to do with this? Yeah. Like, all right, we can, we can use some of this. Um, and the Skywalker dude, whatever. So, yeah, that moment and, yeah, the moment that they chose to include in the series of her stopping to do an eyelash check. Yes. Because if if I'm convinced that there is a thus unverified ginormous apex predator in my immediate vicinity i ain't stopping to check shit nothing much less my absurd eyelashes i mean in the canon of extra as fuck season one of conjuring kesha has a very very predominant space <laughs> And if there is a season two, you can rest assured we will be back to kvetch about that. But until then, I'm just going to try to let this wash away. I'm gonna try to let this wash, wash, wash away from my mind. I agree. I, I feel we can say it is a solidly extra as fuck show, um, but not necessarily in a good way. <laughs> right? We We want more female representation in... Paranormal entertainment, just not like this. No, just do it intelligently. Yeah. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be a female celebrity. It doesn't have to be running and screaming and freaking out all the fucking time. You know, look at how Cindy Kaza Kaza, we'll find out, Cindy, I promise we'll correct it. Uh, look at how she operates. Look at how Michelle Belanger operates. You know, we have seen professionals that don't need to go running and screaming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, keep it extra. Extra intelligent. Oh, always. Extra, extra interesting. Extra spooky ooky. We're here for all the extra. Just not extra dumb. Just not extra. No. Extra boring. 
and this being our first our our first episode of 2023. Thank you all for being here on this extra episode of Extra as Fuck Files for this extraordinarily ridiculous show. Well, we look forward to bringing you even more extra files in the Indeed. future. Indeed, and tune in to our next episode where we will be mm-hmm. having a very, very, very special guest whom we think the world of and then have spoken about at length in it's, this episode. Yep, it's going to be extra in all the right ways.